In turn, put on their matador cloak and tame toro, we revel in the Ferrara four-star showing Lord Scintillating Sanchez. There's a salute to the Nerazzurri's newest Hall of Famers, and we preview the team's capital challenge. All that and more on this week's podcast. Nerazzurri Tifosi, Thomas Lawrence of Inter TV here, welcoming you back to our latest podcast, which comes after a perfect week for Antonio Conte and his charges. Seven goals scored, just one conceded as the side sent Torino packing from San Siro and then swept aside Spal in their own backyard. Two excellent results, just what the doctor ordered, leaving Inter in second spot in the standings, six points adrift of the league lead. Juventus. All I can say is, well, what a difference a week makes in football. Because if we take a step back and set the scene before the home test with Torino, well, the pressure was on for Antonio Conte and his players. The side had accrued just one point from a possible six versus Bologna and Hellas Verona matches that on paper saw into as overwhelming favourites. The coach, though, despite those uh, results, the defeat to Bologna and the draw away to Hellas Verona, was eager to stress that he was pleased with the performances, the commitment, the spirit, the attitude from his team. He just felt they'd lack that little something to bring home maximum points. And as we know, in football, teams are judged by results. It's results that shape opinion, regardless of the performances or the effort, attitude and so on. So in the build-up to the game, Conte also cited individual errors as one of the reasons why the team had paid the price in previous outings. But overall, Il Mister felt the side were on the right track. Uh, let's listen in to what Conte had to say on the eve of Inter Torino. The cords that I've touched have been simple. I've said clearly to the I've made it clear to the lads this week that I was very pleased with the performance against Hellas Verona and that we're on the right track as a team. We need to continue doing what we're doing. Having said that, we need to make sure we cut out and reduce some of the mistakes because in this period we've paid a high price for some individual errors. At the moment, as soon as we make a small mistake, we get punished. That said, we're on the right track as a side in terms of our play, our tempo, our pressing and the way we're attacking in numbers. The words of Conte then going into the match with Torino at San Siro, where, would you believe it, it was an individual error that undid a very strong start by the side. The Nerazzurri came charging out of the blocks against Toro, doing exactly what the coach had mentioned ahead of the game, pressing well, playing with a nice tempo, attacking in numbers and, and most importantly, creating chances. Then a very rare, uncharacteristic mistake from the skipper, Samir Handanovic, Andrea Belotti's Christmases all coming at once and the uh, incredibly, the Granata having barely ventured out of their own half up until that point, found themselves leading 1-0 at half time. It was a real shame for Handanovic, whose errors across his distinguished career can be counted on just one hand. But I think he dealt with it really well. He immediately held up his hands, apologised to his teammates, and, and that's a gesture that I think speaks volumes of the professional Samir Handanovic. Is. The coach afterwards came to the defence of his captain 
and uh, the innkeeper describing Handanovic as a orologio svizzero, a Swiss clock, which uh, Swiss clocks are renowned for their reliability, and again that highlights the respect Conte has for his uh, shot stopper. Conte also praised the team post-match for their spirit and their determination because they emerged for the second period determined to put things right. And you know, you always had the sense, seeing how much the team dominated in the first half, uh, that once Inter got back on level terms, the tide would turn definitively in favour of the Nerazzurri. And that's exactly what happened. Ashley Young volleying home the equaliser in a really well-worked team move, a nice cushioned header by Lautaro into the path of the Englishman. Then Diego Godin completing the turnaround, putting his name on the score sheet for the first ever time in Intercolors. Brozzo accanto, scambiano i due, vediamo, palla per il Nino, allarga ancora per Ashley Young, prova a metterla ancora per Sanchez, porta vuota, e gol, 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 Godin! Che bella azione! E ho detto che dovevamo ribaltarla in maniera feroce! El Jefe, the boss, was one of the star performers against Torino, not just uh, for his goal that put Inter ahead against Torino, but also his personality really bossing it at the back. The, the Sheriff is his other nickname, and he took no prisoners, the Uruguayan great. The only negative note for Godin was picking up a yellow card that put him out of the trip to Ferrara to face Spal. Um, capping it all off, meanwhile, against the Granata was Lautaro Martinez. El Toro scoring against Toro, richly deserved. He'd gone five games without putting his name on the score sheet. But in that time, and I think we've discussed this in previous podcasts, Lautaro had come so close and the effort, the drive, the desire, that had never been missing. That's one of his trademarks, really. That grit, that determination, that bullish spirit, hence the nickname named Toro and I think it was pure relief for the Argentine and you could see that after the game as he spoke to Ilaria Alesso of Inter TV after finally breaking his duck and putting his name back on the score sheet. No, per me c'è un valore importante perché come detto prima it means a lot to me because I hadn't scored in quite a few games until tonight. I'm pleased about that and also because the team won while showing our character and strength. So we've spoken about Godin Lautaro, but we must mention another South American superstar in the form of Alexis Sanchez because with Romelu Lukaku out uh, because of a thigh injury against Torino, Sanchez partnered Lautaro Martinez in attack, and again, Sanchez was in fantastic form. He's been outstanding, I think, since Calcio restarted back in June. He's looking sharp, fit, really lively, and he's constantly involved in the play, creating chances above all. In fact, he's uh, been in a very creative mood lately, setting up plenty of goals, and two of those coming in the taming of Torino at San Siro. But there was little time to dwell on the numbers with another match immediately on the horizon away to Spal. Uh, even if the stats were very positive both individually and collectively and the coach was actually asked about this ahead of the away fixture at Spal because just a few of the numbers, one of my famous stat attacks. Inter hit the road to take on um, Spal in Ferrara and they travelled to these Serie A strugglers having 
accrued 68 points from the opening 32 rounds of the Serie A season. So not since 2008-2009, which was Mourinho's first season at the club, having to mustered together that many points at this stage of the season. Uh, what's more, 18, 1-8 different goal scorers in Serie A this time, 16 headed goals. Figures which left Conte feeling naturally very proud and certain in his guiding the team in the right direction. Here's what he said on the eve of Spal Inter. I think the statistics say a lot. I think they are proof and evidence of the excellent work that this team and these players are doing. I want these numbers to serve as motivation for us to continue down this path and also to try to do better. And those numbers certainly did spur on the team to victory at rock bottom spell. Let's break down the game in Ferrara. In the first half, a really hard fought close contest. The game was played at a really nice tempo, nice end to end stuff. Both sides really aggressive, really loving. And you could also say that both teams rode their luck at times. Brozovic hitting the post at one end, Petania, the ex Milan man, and now Napoli bound, striking the crossbar for the host, but it was Inter that drew first blood. Candreva on the cusp of halftime, stroking home following another, yes, you guessed it, Alexis Sanchez assist. Bastoni, Lautaro, Eriksen, Biraghi, buona la manovra, chiama il taglio Sanchez, eccolo che andiamo, Candreva è solo, il tiro, e gol, e gol, e gol, e gol, e gol! Corre la Roma, 0-1! As for the second half, it was a very different type of match altogether. One-way Nerazzurri traffic. Biraghi doubled the size leader. Really well taken finish from the Inter Academy graduate. Sanchez then got a third and if anyone deserved a goal then it was him. But we'll come back to the classy Chilean shortly. Making certain of the victory and sending Spal spiralling a step closer to Serie B was Roberto Gagliardini prodding home from close range on a pinpoint Ashley Young assist. A real show of strength then versus the basement boys Spal who were playing for pride and definitely made life um, definitely made life hard for Inter in the opening 45 minutes before Inter's quality shone through. And, and talking of quality, it's difficult not to rave about Alexis Sanchez. He was a, a man possessed at times in Ferrara, simply unstoppable. In the famous uh, Pagella, which are the player ratings in the Italian sports dailies, he got incredible reviews. Let's start with the uh, Gazzetta dello Sport, the famous pink paper. 7.5 for him, uh, pick up a few words. Prestazione ancora una volta totale, difficile rinunciare a uno così. So again, a total performance, very difficult to leave out a player of his caliber. Corriere dello Sport, 7.5 and that's obviously out of 10. Sempre incisivo dal primo all'ultimo minuto, so decisive from the first minute to the last. And Finally, um, Tutto Sport, the uh, Turin-based daily, 7.5, so 7.5 rating across the board for Alexis Sanchez. So Tutto Sport said, Svaria, detta passaggi, ti rimporta, e come sempre, manda in porta i compagni. So, lots of movement, lots of passes, shots on goal, and as always, uh, creating chances for his teammates. Uh, so I think it's really clear 
Now Sanchez is determined to make up for lost time after his injury woes at the start of the season out for about four months, uh, which is a real blow to Sanchez, who's so determined to get his career back on track after a difficult spell at um, Manchester United. He's on loan, of course, from the Red Devils. And against um, Spal again, Lukaku was out with a thigh injury, so Sanchez stepped up to the mark and he did it in style. His goal for me was just rewards for a stellar all-round performance. So I think it was reminiscent of the, the type of Sanchez we saw at Udinese, Arsenal and Barcelona at the start of his career. He just seemed to maybe lose his way slightly at Manchester United, but in this end of season, He's been fabulous and the stats show that to another of my famous stat attacks since Calcio restarted, so post-Covid, post-COVID, I beg your pardon, Sanchez has played his part in eight of the team's goals, six assists, finding the back of the net meanwhile twice. Only CR7 of Juventus has fared better. Focusing on matters quickly at the other end of the pitch, and let's wrap up our um, review of the victory in Ferrara, the four-star showing. There was a clean sheet uh, for the side as well, and um, what's more, Inter didn't afford a single shot on target. It's the first time the Nerazzurri have achieved that feat away from home since January 2017, when they faced Palermo in uh, Sicilia. To leave first team matters uh, for the moment and remind the Lazuri supporters that the Inter Hall of Fame 2020 has drawn to a close and the votes have been counted and verified. We're delighted to say that Julio Cesar, Beppe Bergomi, Esteban Cambiaso and Diego Milito are the latest to be inducted into this exclusive club of Nerazzurri Grades. The first edition of the Hall of Fame was back in 2018 and since then the likes of Ronaldo, Mateos, Javier Zanetti and Walter Zenga have all been inducted. It's a, a special prize also because it's voted by you the fans, the Tifosi, La Squadra's dodicesimo woman campo, the team's 12th man. Now from the past uh, back to the present because up next it's a trip to Rome to take on Paolo Fonseca's Giallo Rossi. The Capital Club are in fifth spot in the hunt for a Europa League finish and after a three-game losing streak, Roma appear to have turned it around and they're now on a three-game winning streak. Earlier in the season, meanwhile, the two teams played out a goalless stalemate at San Siro. However, since Calcio got going in after um, the forced stop because of coronavirus, we've rarely seen low-scoring games, so goals could be on the cards, and it's often been the case, it's often been a trend when Inter and Roma go toe-to-toe. Lots of goal-laden clashes down through the years, from that remarkable Super Cup comeback in 2006 when the Nerazzurri came from three goals down to win 4-3, after extra time or the 90s classic at the Stadio Olimpico when Diego Simeone scored the winner in a topsy-turvy clash that saw Inter win 5-4 in a nine-goal stunner. Now, I don't think Inter fans want to be put through that kind of roller coaster of emotions this time at the Olimpico, but anything is possible in this unprecedented moment for Serie A with three games a week. It's non-stop real tour de force. Key thing is really making it three wins on the spin for Inter. They want to consolidate second spot in the table. Keep the pressure on Juventus, who interestingly have a capital test of their own, taking on Simone Inzaghi's Lazio in Turin in round 34 of Serie A. We'll talk about all of that next time, so 
join us then in the meantime grazie arrivederci and as always forza inter inter news 